Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you so much for being here this morning. This is a. Um, I was, uh, as we had talked about, I was a little. Uh, we had we had talked about potentially taking a break because I just didn't know how much participation we would have this summer. But based on the June event and July event, this has been uh, this has been the right choice. So I appreciate you uh, making the time and the, and the effort to come up and join us uh, to worship our great God and uh, to get to know one another a little bit better. So really excited about what we have uh, have on on uh, have today. Uh, before I begin on that, though, if you would, if you haven't already, there should be a uh, registration um, registration form at your uh, table. If you wouldn't mind, uh, please please sign in that. That would be great. That helps us to plan, and it also helps us to communicate. So, appreciate your appreciate your assistance with that. Um, before we go any further, I'm just I'd, uh, I asked Alan um, Alan King to open us up in prayer. Um, Alan is the chair of the PPR committee, and, and we want to give a special welcome this morning to Eric. Um, I'm not sure uh, if everyone's aware, but Eric is uh, Eric is uh, joined us this morning. So, Alan, if you would come up and in- introduce Eric and uh, open us up in prayer. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I want to be like Eric when I grow up. Yeah, I was going to show that in a minute. Oh, okay. so my, so my, if you, I hope, how many were here on Sunday? Got to hear Eric preach. Great job, Eric. Great job. Love being challenged in church. It's great. It's wonderful. Stay, Eric. Yeah, Thank these, you. I heard more than one choir members that. Hey, you got a keeper here. Where's for me? Um, and we're so thankful that Eric and his family are here. And I asked you this morning that, uh, as I hear my opening prayer, to, to think about Eric and, and his family, uh, Jessica and, and Abby starting at Roswell High School, and, and Jake uh, starting middle school, wanting to play soccer, and little uh, Aaron as well. I think we we are so excited about new pastors coming in. We sometimes forget what it means for them to uproot their families and their lives from where they are, where they came from. And of course, you all know that. Eric started planning the church in Cartersville, the bridge, right? Uh, and, you know, particularly I think in that situation when you plant a church and you're, you're the guy and the family's the guys and leaving that community has got to be difficult. And, and we know that, uh, even though your mom's thrilled you're here and close to Marietta, uh, we, we pray for your family and the transition that they're having to make right now. Uh, so if you would please bow your hands, we can do an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for life's many blessings. Thank you for the, the season of summer when we take the time to travel and be with family and to relax. I ask that you bless the men that are gathered here today. And I ask that you bless John as he comes and shares his story with us and make his story fill our hearts that we may leave here as we should each time we meet as men imbued with the powers of Christ and take his love and his spirit into the world, not only in our families and in church, which is so easy, but into the workplace where we need it, I think, sometimes the most. I ask you bless Eric and his family. Give them the patience and let us surround them with our love and your love as they transition into the Roswell area. How blessed we are to have he uh, as part of our pastoral team and how excited we are for what he's going to be bringing to us as a congregation. That's as you bless his food that it nourish our bodies and we, we may walk in your way in everything we do. In the name of our risen Lord, amen. 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 Yeah, all right. yeah. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tim asked me if I want to say anything, and I told him no. (laughs) (laughs) But you're a preacher. Yeah, Alan motivated me. Um, So we're moving into our home. We've been there a week. Um, 
still boxes everywhere. Moving into a new office here, there's been some uh, rearranging and recarpeting and things like that. John, that's that's gone very well. Thank you. Um, and I'm unpacking today. So today I'm bringing all my boxes with my books and everything like that, and uh, everything that I'm going to hang on my wall um, as I move in. So. <laughs> no dog. <laughs> I asked Tim where I could put this. And he said, you could put it under the table back there. <laughs> but I, I do, lastly, I'll say, um, honestly, some of the most influential people in my faith have been the men in my life. And that includes my dad and my pastor, but even beyond that, uh, in my community. And I don't get real, just for what it's worth, I don't get really into, like, it's all about the, the man, you know, because I think women and we, we partner together as husbands and wives and all that kind of stuff. We all, we all lead the church and we model Christ for the world. Uh, and having said that, I will say that I think there is a special role that men play uh, in the life of faith of their families, of their communities, of the church. And so I thank God for what you all are doing and uh, what you have in store and what God has in store for you and for us as you continue to be men of faith together. So thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Welcome, Eric. Thank you, Alan. Uh, so this morning, as many of you know, John Sharp's going to be um, going to be leading us. So excited to hear what John has to say. I got to know John. Start, uh, start met John uh, just a couple of years ago. A few years ago, we were serving on the finance committee together, and uh, I was just so impressed with his leadership. Um, and and I, I really appreciated uh, the way that he. Um, conducted those meetings, the way that um, he always listened to what people had to say, um, different opinions, uh, we were talking about different, uh, you know, different different topics and, and decisions that needed to be made. Um, I, he was uh, very welcoming to me when I was a new member, um, which is what we want to do, right, you know, in welcoming one another. Um, and then, uh, I, John is, many of you may, not, may or may not know, he's been doing a lot of work with many other men in this room uh, around, you know, what do we as REMC men, what's our role? And you talk about that special role, and, you know, I don't think it's clearly defined. And I think, but but the one thing that we feel is the spirit is moving among the men here in this church uh, to do either, to do even greater things for God. And, um, you know, we're blessed with leaders like John that are, that are doing the hard work. And uh, and uh, I just think it would be really valuable for us to hear a little bit hear from him today, so we can learn a little bit more about him. And um, he's going to touch on on a few things with Spirit has uh, been been leading that men's vision team. So I want to thank you again for being here. And John, thank you so much for uh, leading us this morning. Thank you, Tim. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, I'm also kind of interested in what I'm going to say today. <laughs> this was a new experience for me. If you have not had the opportunity to sit down and just think through your faith journey, think all the way back and then come forward, it's a great experience uh, to do that. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how I do it, but today I uh, promised him we'd be out of here by 10 o'clock. So. <laughs> I did make some notes, so I wouldn't be too long. Uh, first, as, as Tim said, I'd like to just tell you a little bit about uh, some training that uh, 10 or 12 of us started back in January. 
we were meeting every Thursday morning except when we have breakfast at 6.30 here. And we, as we woke up in the morning, we were doing some studying on uh, men's ministry. Uh, we finished up the end of June, so some of us can sleep a little later in the mornings. Uh, this is an initiative that uh, is actively underway here to revitalize our men's ministry. Uh, the focus is to be all-inclusive. It, it could be a man who only touches this campus when he drops his child off, parents morning out. It's ushers, greeters, choir, uh, Sunday school members, people in worship. But it's it's a focus just to realize that all men are part of the ministry. Um, some keys to our ministry, some keys to our lives are uh, mentoring men, inviting men, or increasing relationships with men for discipleship. Because that's, that's one of the things we're all here for. We're disciples of Christ and we're to be building uh, the number of disciples. But it's relationships as we establish relationships with people. That's, that's the way we really, most of us got involved here. Those connections, uh, communication. But it's just, it's just letting the men know how important we are, uh, to Christ and Christ is to us. Uh, we need to be very intentional in, in introducing people, men, women, children, but introducing people to Christ. Uh, and, and, and inviting those people to be here. This is an excellent opportunity at breakfast to have men come and meet other men. I mean, it's encouraging to see the number of men that do come out here. Um, you'll get more information uh, as, as we work through this. It's still in a planning stage. Uh, the 15th, I think, is when we have another uh, visioning team meeting. But this uh, initiative has been going for about three years, Tim, something like that. Uh, Tom Jones actually started it, um, the initiative, and then the training that we went through uh, came out of that. I'm going to share a little bit about my uh, faith journey at this time. Um, and this is one where it's kind of like, where do you start, jump in the middle, where do you go with it? But three phases of the faith journey are encouraged when you're sharing your faith. What was, what was my life like before Christ? How did I meet Christ? And then, okay, so what's happened after that? So I'm going to work around some of that. I'm married to Lena, and we live up in Cumming now. Uh, we were in Roswell for 24 years, and in 2006 moved up to Cumming. Um, and we got so attached here, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But we got attached here that this is still our place of worship. It's our faith community. Um, as it happens, Lena and I will be married 50 years tomorrow. Yeah, if it had been today, somebody else would have been In a weak moment, I told you yes anyway. We have a son, John, who lives in New York City. Uh, he is single again after being married for 15 years. Uh, John is a professor at... Uh, Parsons College, which is part of New School University. Um, he, they, he and his wife at the time came back here about nine years ago after being in New York. And uh, he taught at uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, and he taught for a year at Georgia Tech. So, you know, he made these rounds. Uh, our daughter Kristen and her husband Jason live in Decatur. Um, they have blessed us with two grandchildren. Our granddaughter Lucy is four. Our grandson Leo is a year and a half. 
Um, the reason I mention all this is these are very important people in my life. They've had a lot of influence on, on my life, the way that I view the world, and also the way I view my faith. Um, the one goal that I have right now is to see Lucy and Leo at least graduate from high school. Now, if I'm around longer and I'm aware of what's going on, maybe I'll see I studied accounting in college, never really worked in the accounting field. I discovered pretty soon that was not my field to be in. Um, I have spent, I spent, and I still spend a little time consulting, but my whole career has been in what we now call information technology. We always call it information systems because I'm not a technician, particularly as Doug will tell you. He harasses me all the time with that. Uh, I was in the reserves, and I started work as a management trainee in a uh, textile plant in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. It was my first job. Uh, it wasn't too long after that that uh, I started there in October, I'm sorry, of May of 64, and then in uh, October of 65, I was transferred to New Jersey, a town called Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. Um, that had a big impact on, on Lynn and I both, uh, that, that move. People told us, you're, you know, it's going to be a cold place, not just temperature-wise. People aren't going to accept you from the South. We found it just the opposite. Uh, people were very embracing. Uh, the little town we had lived in in, in North Carolina, it took you about three years to even break into the community. Um, so when we went to New Jersey, we were just shocked that you know, people were welcome. They were warm. Um, what do I believe? And this is just a summary of, of, of what I believe. But I do believe that I am a sinner saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Um, I firmly believe that the uh, church that we actually joined in New Jersey, and it was just the habit of that church, when you joined, that was one of the confessions that you had to make. Uh, you were asked that question, and and, and it, it just left an impression on me. I try. Another belief is I try to live my life as much as possible by what I understand of the teachings of Jesus Christ. I believe that the church is open to all people. Anyone who believes as the church does in Christ, the doors should be open. I don't care, you know, race, culture, creed. If, if you believe as the church does, that's where you should be. Because if we can't be there, can't be embraced by the church, who's going to embrace us? Um, and along with that, it just means that we treat people as Jesus Christ has taught us to treat. It's that simple. Um, I took a few years, I took time a few years ago to sit down because of some things that were going on in one of the churches we were in. Um, to, to just think through what I believe. And it's a longer statement than that. But again, if you've never done that, just try to, you know, in a quiet way, sit down and document the belief. Uh, Lena and I started worshiping here in 2004, and we ended up joining in 2005. When we came here, we were looking for a spiritual sanctuary. And we found that, uh, the, the church we'd been before had some, it was dividing. I was trying to be a mediator, and it was just ripping my spiritual life apart. So when we came here, first Sunday we were here in worship. It was in April of uh, 2004 in worship. It just We could sit there and just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, and we still feel that presence. Um, Sunday school is a high point for us. Uh, worship is why we're here. Sunday school is a high point. Uh-huh. 
Um, and there are a few CUCers here this morning. I uh, appreciate that. But uh, I didn't scare them all. But uh, it, it's a high point because that's where we have felt the friendships. Because, um, you know, worship is great. But then you have, you know, we start working down the smaller groups. And then from CUC, we have ended up in uh, covenant groups. So in these small gatherings is where we really learn to embrace other people and share our faith so that we can go out and share it with other people. Um, what was my life like before Christ? I honestly don't even know a time that I was not aware of Jesus Christ. I grew up in a, was born and grew up in a small town in North Carolina, a town called Madison in Rockingham County near uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. My mom was a uh, seamstress in a textile mill. My dad sold cars used and new uh, up until my junior year in high school, and then he started a upholstery business. But my mom and dad always had me and my three sisters at church. We attended Madison First Baptist Church. Uh, some of the people that made impressions on me uh, through the church and through this small town uh, Sunday school teachers. Uh, one particular, this, the Baptists know about royal ambassadors. I'm not sure they still have them, but the royal ambassadors. The woman who led the royal ambassador, it just happened that her uh, husband ran the funeral home in town, Ray's funeral home. But Ms. Ray used to have us on occasion meet the royal ambassadors. We would meet in the funeral home. And we were given the freedom to go anywhere we wanted in there. And it was always great until the one time that we walked up on a body that had in there. And the body was covered, but it was enough to shake us up. And we kind of stayed in one area after that. It was so spooky for us. Uh, when I was 11 years old, as was the custom, not necessarily the age, but you just kind of knew there was a point at which you were expected to join the church. So at 11 years old, I went forward during a revival and uh, joined the church. Well, a couple Sunday nights later, I was baptized. And I'm good to go because I was immersed at that time. <laughs> they dumped us. The, uh, it's an old church building. And under the pulpit, they pull all the furniture off. You know, the riser. Open a door. And lo and behold, there's the baptismal pool. And this particular Sunday night, you know, they had the lights dimmed or probably turned off. But there was a lot, a lot of light in the baptismal pool. The power cord was in the room that we changed clothes. And myself and C.W. Hoppe were baptized that night. As we, you know, we'd been baptized, we went into the room. As we went in, we unplugged the light. And neither one of us would ever take responsibility for that. So it kind of became apparent at that point, maybe this whole thing didn't take too long. <laughs> but again, I joined the church because it was expected. Now, again, I knew about Christ, but it was not a personal thing. Uh, it, it should have been. Uh, our junior year in high school, uh, Lena, Lena's and my high schools consolidated. The schools, the towns were only two miles apart, but the schools consolidated. And uh, I, I met her uh, our senior year in high school. We started dating, and through college and my time in reserves, activity, uh, we dated, I guess was a term that we used then. Uh, and then we were married. But when I was in high school, or after I started dating for my senior year, I would go to her church, go to my church for Sunday school, go to her church for worship a lot. Lena grew up a Moravian, and uh, 
the, the thing that we found, that I found, when I started going to her church, they use a lot of liturgy. They have creeds, the Apostles' Creed. Now, believe it or not, I never even heard that until that time. And at that point, all of a sudden, I realized there's something called the Holy Spirit. I wasn't even aware of that. But that was an introduction that I had through her church. Uh, these early years, uh, my growing up, getting married, uh, family, I learned that a small town can be a good place to grow up, even when everybody knows you. Um, my dad died uh, in 2004, and I just remember being in the receiving line because we went through the whole nine yards of the funeral service for he and my mom who died a year and a half later. But uh, when I was in the receiving line, people would come up to me and not only tell me stories about my dad, things that you know he had been involved in, but also things that I had been involved in that I didn't even know anybody knew about. Always felt close, the closeness of a community. And again, growing up in a small town, there's more opportunity for Because you walk the streets, people know you. You work in the drugstore, people know you. I mean, it's just like wherever you are, people knew you and kind of watched after you. <clears throat> when I accepted Christ... I mentioned that Lena and I uh, moved to New Jersey. I was transferred to our uh, company headquarters. It was a privately held company. But I was transferred there in 65. We looked for a church that we could find, uh, between us we could find a compromise, I guess is the best word, between Baptist and Moravian. And Moravian Church is a lot like the Methodist, uh, both very missional and, and so on. But we ended up in the Reformed Church in America. As we went through the membership class, it was an orientation class uh, like, like we have, but it was done over three weeks. And about halfway through that, one afternoon I was sitting in my office at work, and Pompton Lakes is a uh, commuting city, I guess, for uh, New York City and the areas there. But it was kind of wooded right by, it had a lot of woods right there by uh, the office. And I looked out just before dark, and I saw a deer walking through the parking lot. You know, barely a lot of traffic. But I saw that deer just walking proudly along. About the same time, I noticed, uh, this was uh, around Easter time, but I noticed the old leaves were being pushed off trees by the new leaves. And don't know why, but it just clicked all of a sudden. If God cares that much about nature to have all this worked out, how much more he must care about. And uh, through this membership class, it, you know, it made a difference for me because that's where I truly feel I met and accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. That was the beginning. Uh, we actually joined on Palm Sunday in 66, uh, and the worship service on Easter was just such a celebration. But since that time, the resurrection of Christ has been kind of a cornerstone of my faith. Because as all of us realize, without uh, the resurrection, it would all be a farce. I mean, the resurrection shows, and it just, I mean, from that celebration time, uh, it, it just means a lot. At that time, I committed as much of myself as I understand to God. Uh, and, and ever since, I, I try to live a, a life that's acceptable to me. What's life uh, been like since I accept Christ? As you know, it's not a bed of roses. He didn't promise us that. God promised him to be with us. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to cover a few things that have been low points in my life that turned into high points. 
took time, but they did turn. Um, one of the low points for me was uh, when our son John was a year old. We were living in New Jersey. We came down to North Carolina to visit with our folks. And all the way down, Lena was just feeling terrible. And John was fussy and a little bit fussed out. Um, but we came down for a week's visit. I had to go back to work for uh, two weeks of summer camp reserves. Um, but we'd just gotten down here, and Lena started just feeling terrible. I mean, she was literally passing out. So we got her to the emergency room, and she had lost, uh, through an ulcer that perforated, uh, she had lost about five pints of blood. So she was barely hanging on. Blood was replaced, um, and she gained her strength over a uh, five-week period of time. But what I remember distinctly about that is almost bargaining, trying to bargain with God. You know, just let her live. I'll do anything you want. Just please let her. And uh, I don't think God accepted the bargaining, but Lena did get there uh, from that. Now, she's had a few occurrences since, but the, the, the thing that I learned from that, what turned it into a high, was that literally I had prayed to God, and I wasn't the only one. Lena had a grandmother who was the most praying person I've ever known, but uh, God did answer that prayer. In his time, uh, Len and John had to stay down for five weeks, and they flew home uh, instead of having, you know, to drive with me. But God did hear us. He was close to us at that time. Um, we eventually, in 1996, we moved to Charlotte from Jersey. I changed companies and uh, came back to North Carolina. Um, Lena and I prayed for about two years that God would lead us in that move. We had several offers from 1974 to 1976. And they just didn't feel right. And then when the one job came along with a company called Ingraft in Charlotte, North Carolina, we felt that God answered the prayer because it, I fit, and we fit into the town and the community. There we found our way to uh, a Presbyterian church. So we've always tried to connect you know, the churches because it's, it's a great center for our life. Another low point came in uh, 1981. We just found out we're going to be moving our corporate office from Charlotte to Atlanta. Uh, in November of 81, Lena's mother found out on her 60th birthday that she had pancreatic cancer. She lived about three months after that. We've always felt that it was somewhere in God's plan for us to live in Charlotte, which was only two hours from our families, so that Lena, particularly, could spend those last months with her mom. Uh, she was working uh, with Sears in Charlotte, and they allowed her to take all the time that she needed to be with her mom. There was a real healing process there, uh, but it was a hard point for us because we'd never lost a parent. And uh, it, 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 it was a hurtful time, but over time, God healed me. Um, an, another low point for me, uh, the, the company that I was with, Ingraph, there were a number of us who, for a number of years, worked very hard to grow the company. Uh, we grew through acquisition and internal growth, but we all felt we were participants. I was in middle management. You can probably see where some of that's going. The company was sold. And uh, there were a few people at the top, and I wasn't at the top, who did very well financially. Others of us were still suddenly standing there, well, what about us? You know, what about us? And at that point, I realized that people aren't going to look at me. That's one of God's jobs. So I have to let him do that and follow his lead. Well, it turned out it worked out well because I was one of the few people who stayed with the company who acquired.
harvests and those products come out of Hartsville, South Carolina. The downside of it was that my job went to Hartsville. I lived there during the week, came home, mowed the grass on the weekend here in Roswell back. Uh, but it, it worked. You know, I, I made it through it, and uh, somehow our marriage made it, too. <laughs> in uh, 1989, I had a year that I called a year of me. For some reason, I just zoned out. And I'm so appreciative of the people I worked with. Some of them even had to carry a little bit of a load for me. Uh, I had a department I was responsible for. But people carried that load. But what happened to me that year is... All of a sudden, I just kind of stopped. I'd gotten involved in a lot of extra activities. I backed out of some of those, but I took time to get to know my family better because I found out from Lena after if I kept going at the pace I was going, I wouldn't be celebrating the 50th anniversary <laughs> <laughs> because I was married to everything except family. But I reconnected with my kids or worked at that. Uh, I went, you know, I was fortunate with some of the travel I was doing. I could reconnect with friends in other parts of the country, some mentors from years back up in New Jersey, uh, just reconnect with those people. But it was also a time that I, I sat down again and kind of looked at where my life was, tried to put some plans together going forward. During some of these years that I'm talking about, I learned to depend more deeply on God to take care of me and my family. Uh, God gets us through hurtful situations, just takes time trusting Him. And I had to learn to forgive uh, through the you know, a company being sold, trying to look around to see, where's my shares? Um, it's tough, and I need to keep reminding myself that God does see me through and that I need to forgive. Um, now I'm mostly required, uh, retired. On occasion, do some business process consulting. Uh, I felt I had officially retired uh, about two years ago, almost exactly. And lo and behold, out of nowhere, a friend called me and asked me if I could help them uh, do some requirements analysis. They need to upgrade their uh, software system that they run the business on. But I had established some criteria, and I, I literally prayed about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, God, if there's anything else out there, please find it. It's got to be in Forsyth County. That's where I live. I'm not going to drive anywhere because I've done enough of that. It needs to be a job that I can be comfortable with. Uh, and it, there was a list of things, uh, including the, the rate of pay. Now, <laughs> doggone, this, when this guy called me, he said, I know you're retired. I know you live here. And he went down my list with me. <laughs> and, and so far, after about two weeks, it seems all it's going to work. But I'm interviewing a lot of people to get what they have for requirements. I'm enjoying time to spend with uh, Lena, with our kids and grandkids. Uh, God continues to be faithful as we allow him to guide us. And as we see, and it's where, where I'm on my walk at this time. I hope I got a lot of years ahead of me. I would change some things in my life, in my past life. I can't do that. It's done. So going forward, I continue to strive to live my life as I feel Christ wants me to, to represent him. Uh, I know that I need to put more trust in Christ and the Holy Spirit to do that. And I strive to do that. And I know that I must put emphasis on God first, family second, friends community, which is the worshiping community, and last, put the emphasis on me, and that's tough, because I think I'm, me is very important. Uh, Tim, have we got time for just a little bit? Yes, sir. Okay. What I'd like for you to do for just a moment, around the table, or pick somebody at the table, uh, just invite someone to take a few minutes to talk with you about some highs in your faith walk, maybe even some lows that have turned into highs, or even about your beliefs, but just take a uh, few minutes to do that. Uh,
around your table, and then Tim will let us know if it's time. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm not sure about you, but, you know, I think one sign of John doing such a fantastic job is we had probably one of our richest tables discussions that we've had. So uh, I want to thank John again. As I said, uh, you know, he's a he's a uh, an influential leader. Um, and certainly what I expected to see today and experience was a great deal of wisdom and observe a real strong faith. But the thing that really blew me away about what John had to say, just watching John, was the humility that he displayed. Uh, uh, the humility in terms of his dependence on the Lord and uh, and, uh, and 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 really kind of where he sees himself in the picture of things. So, John, I want to thank you again for an inspiring message. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, so, a couple of things uh, before we we close out. Um, a couple of invitations. One, just want to make sure everybody has a uh, copy of of. Uh, of our, our, our updated flyer. We have Mike Miller leading us, uh, uh, leading us next month. Really excited to have Mike and, um, always enjoy, always enjoy hearing, hearing his, the wisdom he has to share. Um, so I hope you'll enjoy, will join us and I hope you'll invite somebody. I mean, uh, I thought, uh, Eric's message when he, when he talked about come. This is an easy place to invite somebody to come follow Jesus. First of all, breakfast is real good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the company was even better. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing's better than God. And we certainly experienced him here today. So I think this is a real easy place uh, to invite somebody to come. Um, so I hope you will do that. The second thing is, um, and there will be more information coming on this, uh, but I was asked to share that... Um, uh, the United United Methodist men will be having their retreat uh, from September 26th to the 28th in Rock Eagle. Um, you know, I, I don't know what my calendar holds, but you know, it might, might be nice for us uh, as a group uh, to have have some of us maybe maybe go and spend some time together and worship. So uh, there'll be more information coming out about that. That was I just received it uh, this morning. So uh, September 26th to the 28th. Just just be thinking about that, and we'll we'll figure out. What we're gonna do. <clears throat> Um, the other thing is we have uh, our service opportunities. Um, Mike Phelps had to go to uh, had, to, had to go to see the physical therapist this morning, so he, he could not join us. Uh, but we do have some opportunities. Those are on your on your on your uh, on your um, table. Uh, those include the Must Summer Lunch Program, the REMC Upscale Garage Sale, the Blood Drive, the Dare Team, and Mission Trips. And as I think about each one of those, and I think about the people that are, you know, we. The men in this room, I'm looking around, I know them and their families are deeply involved in this. Um, if you are interested in participating in this in some way, you know, please, uh, uh, please touch base with Mike, or please touch base with me, and I will get you connected with the appropriate person. One of the things that we, uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback on, you know, we're in the, we're in the summer months, right? So this is, it's a little bit of a period where you kind of step back and you think about, you know, what, what do we do? You know, how, how things go last year, and maybe what do we want to do differently going forward? And one of the things that really is uh, is really bubbling up um, is, uh, as I've heard from many of you, I've heard from Jimmy, I've heard from Bob, I've heard from Bob. Um, but I, I think one of the things that uh, that I would ask you to be praying about, I think that the Lord has in store for us in the coming year, 
is I, I can see the men of REMC doing some bigger things in terms of service and, and having some things that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're already doing a lot of big things and, and men are involved in a lot of great things. I look around, I see a, I see a lot of ministries, but I, I think that, uh, I think we're going to continue, there's going to be, continue to be some service opportunities that pop up that are more continuous, you know, that we're, we're doing as a group. Uh, and that we can we can plug some people into. So I think I think God is going to uh, continue to um, uh, spring new ministries out of our time together, and uh, hopefully we'll be praying for it. That we'll be uh, we'll we'll make ourselves available to support that. So I, I think you'll 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 hear more about that in the coming weeks. Um, so with that, um, I'm going to ask uh, John to close us in prayer before you leave this afternoon. Would you do me a favor? Well, this morning, please. <laughs> I feel like this I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but uh, before you leave this morning, would you do me a favor? Would you would you make time to say hello to one person in the room that you do not know, and, and tell them one thing that that uh, you're really thankful for that God's doing in your life this summer? If you would, if you would, if you just make a minute, shake a hand, introduce yourself, and give thanks to the Lord that He is good, His love endures forever. John, thank you again. Please close us in prayer. <coughs> I want to thank all of you for being a part of my worshiping community and the friendships that are offered so freely. But I need to mention one thing. This breakfast, the breakfast over here is so important to Darren Dean that he drove down from Greensboro, North Carolina this morning. <laughs> he said he left up there at 2 o'clock. I've never left that early. I'm going to share with you a prayer that a um, good friend of mine, he's a almost retired associate pastor at a church out in Holland, Michigan. This is the prayer that he gave to his congregation uh, on Easter Sunday. If there, if, this, if, if there is a day when yes should resound from our hearts, Easter is it. I wonder what your yeses are today. Yes to life. Yes to mystery still unfolding. Yes to what is and what might be. Yes to empty tombs. Yes to resurrection. New life and new beginnings. Yes to life's first breath. Yes to life's last breath that brings us to the door of seeing with new eyes. Yes to hearts wide open and ever expanding communion. Yes to faith communities that welcome us all, that speaks in many languages and whose language of love is universal. Today we say yes to life and to healing. Yes to the good news that love will not let us go. That love embraces us even when we're unable to embrace ourselves. Yes to families and friends who surprise us with kindness. And yes to forgiveness for God's sake. Yes to the way, the truth, the life of Jesus who joins us on our road to Emmaus and opens our eyes and our minds to the wonder that love prevails. Oh God, walk with us today and steady us for tomorrow and surprise us with your spirit that prays and shouts. <laughs> Jesus, may God bless us all as we go through this day. Amen. Amen. Amen.